Thanks for checking out this weekly Sunday message from Carrollton UMC. We pray that God will use this to speak to you and help you grow in faith. We invite you to join us this Sunday at our 10.30 a.m. one-hour service in person at our location in Uptown New Orleans or live online on our YouTube channel or Facebook page. To learn more about Carrollton, please visit carrolltonumc.com. We hope you enjoy this message. Our scripture of the reading this morning, you know, Reverend Tiffany said last week she was trying to compete with me on short scriptures, and so I took that to heart, and we're going to have another short one this morning. Uh, but uh, it's, it's short, but I, one of the verses is like, it's not the shortest verse in the Bible, but it could, it could qualify for the top ten, I'm pretty sure. And it's short, I think, because it is so important. This is Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 18. Rejoice always, that's one verse. Pray continually, that's two, the next verse. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. The word of God for us, the people of God, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable to you in all ways, for you are our rock and our ever-present redeemer. Amen. It is fascinating to me. You know, we're in our John Wesley series, 22 questions that John Wesley posed to his holy groups to kind of keep everybody dialed in and accountable to each other. And our sermon series is, what would John Wesley do? And it's these 22 questions. It's fascinating to me how God pairs up the John Wesley interrogatories for the week with the events of the day. Now, today's three questions, and you may have gotten the sheet with all the questions on them. I have some extra ones on the ends of all the pews if you need it. You don't need it for the sermon, but if you wanted it for reference, that's questions 9, 10, and 11. And it's these. Number one, am I enjoying prayer? Secondly, when did I last speak to someone else about my faith? And third, do I pray about the money I spend? Amazing that those were topics of consideration in, in the 1700s, but they were. Now, interestingly, today, you probably know, there's the first Sunday noon Saints home game. Now, I know it's preseason, which is kind of awful, but you know my rule about Saints home noon games. I'm going to get you out of here on time, so you can get to your seats if you have seats in the dome. That is, if you know how to work Uber and Lyft, and you got to know the secret route from here to Poitier Street. Do you know it? It's a good route, and it'll get you there. And the point of the rule is this. When I was growing up, and I was coming to this church in the 60s and 70s, Saints games were at 1 o'clock, and they were just down the street at Tulane Stadium. So there's no issue making the game after the 11 o'clock service here at Carrollton. But when the NFL changed its schedule so that all the games, the early games, started at the same time, which is noon in the central time zone, the 11 a.m. church service got a little bit dicey for people with season tickets. And some people, some churches accommodated that. But I promise you, I heard some ministers say, well, if you have Saints tickets, that's just too bad. Which led people with the Saints tickets to say, well, then I'll see you next week when the Saints are out of town. Folks, God gives us the ability to do it all, church and football. And by golly, we're going to do it all. But I digress. What has that got to do with today's three questions? The question of do you enjoy prayer 
dovetails pretty good with our football team in this city. It, it, we have a city with a team with a religious name, right? The Saints. And there's a long list of religious figures who attend Saints games. You remember the pictures of the nuns in 1967 when John Gilliam ran back the first kickoff against the Rams in Tulane Stadium, the nuns and the stand like that. They were there. And of course, the Pope goes, Moses goes to the games, and even the king himself, thank you very much, Elvis goes to the games. We do a lot of praying about the team when we're at the games. Oh, we love that kind of prayer. But now all this goes together, work with me here, with the second question. When's the last time you shared your faith with someone else? That fits right in with sitting in a room with 68,000 of your closest friends. I can think of no better opportunity to share the good word of Jesus Christ than sitting in your seat in the dome and telling the person sitting next to you, did you know that our minister makes sure that we got out of church on time so we can make the game? Praise God. <laughs> and of course, the third question did you pray about the money that you spent on those saints' tickets? Because, folks, saints' ticket, tickets ain't cheap. Did you clear that purchase with God to make sure that it's part of God's plan for you? Or did you simply assume that because the Pope and Moses and Elvis all go to the game, it's all good? Seriously, though, on the question of do you enjoy prayer, if we're only praying about our football team or praying when our world is going to heck in a handbasket, we are missing out on one of the greatest things that God has given to us, prayer, a constant dialogue with God, an open channel to communication with God. So I want to refer you to Paul's letter to the Philippians at the very beginning, uh, verse, chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. This is what Paul says. He says, To God's holy people in Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and Lord to Jesus Christ. And then he says this. He says, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. That's pretty flowery stuff. You may remember that Paul loved the Philippians because they were essentially doing what the church was supposed to do. And that kind of circumstance, good stuff happening, sometimes leads us to abandon prayer. We, we just want to live in the moment, which is a huge mistake, if only because it's a wasted opportunity to commune with God about the wonderful circumstance. But not to mention, if we don't give God credit for the circumstance, then to whom are we attributing the credit? Probably ourselves. Here in Philippians, Paul was saying, he says, when I think about how wonderful you people have been, the Philippians, I immediately thank God for that. And then I pray for every one of you, and I do that with joy and with happiness because you are partnering with me on this journey. Now, one of the things that's critical about this passage in Scripture, and it's, it's only inferable, but you know it's true, is that the Philippians didn't come to become a ministry partner with Paul as an accident. Paul specifically and intentionally shared the gospel with the Philippians. This touches on our second question of the day, which is this. When did you last share your faith 
with someone else. This points up a real problem we have on a daily basis, whether we're wondering about the plight of society or wondering why there's not more people sitting in the pew next to you in church. How do we best share our faith? How do we best share our individual Christian story? Do you want to make an impact in the name of the Lord and bring people to Christianity and bring them to church? Use the opportunities that God drops right into your lap every day to do that, including talking to someone who's watching the football game with you, whether it's in the stadium or in front of a television. Share your faith with those people. Strike while the iron is hot. I mean, how much hotter can the iron be than when you just left church 45 minutes before the kickoff? And I promise you, if you do that at the game, you will find yourself both courageous and desiring to share Jesus at other points of your day. Which gets us to our final question. Do you pray about the money you spend? Now, if you've ever done any amount of praying and you have discerned that God heard your prayer and responded to your prayer, you probably have a strong sense that as it relates to God's responses among people, God's responses vary from person to person. And you're probably aware that God's answers to you, even on a specific topic, may not be the same from day to day or season to season. At some point, God may say, you know that thing you've been doing and spending a bunch of money on it? Well, you know, and I know, that it's disturbing your walk with me. And I'm going to need you to change direction on that. Of course, you're not probably not going to get an answer from God on the question of, is it acceptable to spend significant sums of money on football tickets if you don't have this robust prayer life with God that we're talking about. I can pretty much assure you, though, that the chances of God blessing and approving your purchase of this thing or that thing go up dramatically when you're not only asking God about the expenditure, but you're making the expenditure with an eye toward God's purpose for you, using whatever it is you're buying and whatever it is you're spending on for the glory of God. And when that thing you purchase opens up the opportunity for you to share your story, your Christian faith with someone else, you can rest assured that God expects you to avail yourself of that opportunity. Which brings us all back full circle to the full question, am I enjoying prayer? Because if you are not, if prayer is not second nature to you, but instead is a second thought, if prayer is not valued, but it's considered to be drudgery and an imposition, you are hardly going to be prepared to listen to God when he tries to guide your life, whether it's on how you spend your money, and most certainly, if you're not enjoying prayer, you'll not be in a position to convince someone else, like Paul convinced the Philippians, to join them in your crusade for Jesus. So let's be like Paul. Just like Paul said to the Philippians, he says, I thank my God every time that I remember you. We need to be thankful and experts at being thankful to God every day about everything for every breath we take, every meal we eat, every sporting event we attend, for every person we encounter, and every day we can be in communion with each other in a church. For all those wonderful gifts we need to abide by Paul's words in the first scripture we read this morning to the people in Thessaloniki when he said, pray without ceasing. 
Let us pray. God, you have an open channel to us through prayer that we neglect. We don't even think about it most of the time, Lord, except when we hit a rock in the road or something else going wrong in our life. Lord, help us to remember that you want a dialogue with us, a personal relationship. And the best way for us to be a friend to Jesus and Jesus to be a friend to us is to be in that dialogue constantly. Help us to pray constantly about everything and everyone and every circumstance in our lives. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.